come with me into the tormented, haunted, half-lit night of the insane. This is my world. Let me lead you into it. Let me take you into the mind of a woman and welcome to Beyond the Cabin in the Woods, a good ghoul's guide to horror. I am your polterguide, Kinsey. I'm your polterguide, Debbie. I'm your polterguide, Adrian, still sitting in a weird place. I'm your polterguide, Donna. I'm your polterguide, Mac. And I'm your poltergeist, Ryan. Hi, Ryan! <laughs> and so we're recording this episode a little bit early. It's actually going to hit our October run. Uh, for... And we are in June right now. And we are in June so right now, so... It is Father's Day. Father's Day. <laughs> Which is freaking hilarious. Yeah, it is. It's pretty great. Um, We're going super meta. We are. But not on purpose. Um, One of our theaters in town did a 35mm screening of this film. Circle Cinema, we love you. Yeah. This uh, this past weekend, and since this was already on our docket, we decided to... uh, Go ahead and watch it early and record now while it's all fresh in our brains. But... uh, I didn't even say what we watched. Oh my gosh. Uh, the 1982 George Romero, Stephen King classic creep show. And yeah. Featuring Tom Savini. Featuring Tom <laughs> Savini. A lot, 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 lot of good folks in this. Um, Tom Atkins. Always. With a tape. Tom Atkins with a tape. Why y'all got me saying all I have to say it all like dramatic like that? <laughs> my first note, Tom Atkins. Exclamation point. Exclamation point. Exclamation point. My note even says with a T. Like I wrote with a T down. <laughs> Oh, goodness. That's Kansas. his name. I thought that was his full name. Tom <laughs> He went and had that legally added. <laughs> yeah, that with legally added. With, thanks to you, Ken. He, that's his full name now. All right. So, uh, real quick summary. Those of you who don't know what Creepshow is about, uh, our good, good buddies at IMDb. No. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. That threw me I, off. I've I've lost the the fight the will to fight IMDb. Okay. That <laughs> I kind of feel sad about that. Yeah. Maybe, this they, is our second show today. Well, yeah, I might be back next time. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, well, their summary is an anthology which tells five terrifying tales based on EC horror comic books of the 1950s. Terrifying. 1982. Sure. <laughs> Some of them I mean, are more the te- terrifying than others. Are the they directly Chainsaw based Chainsaw Massacre on... already existed at this yeah. point. <laughs> are they actually based directly on EC comic stories, or were they... Cause some, I, I know some of them were Stephen King by. short stories. I think they were all... I think Stephen King wrote the whole damn thing. Well, he wrote the whole damn thing, but he had actually based some of them off of short stories he had previously done. Yeah, I, I always yeah. thought it was just all his stuff. Now, mind you, this is me, again, Joe Schmo. Um, I don't know enough, I guess... And didn't I, do any research on it. I thought it was just the EC Comics that he read and that was his favorite. I gotta, and just... I, I gotta tell you, I, I have read everything Stephen King has ever written, even the not-so-good stuff, mm-hmm. and none of these are his short stories. Now, Creepshow 2 is based on... Like, The Raft is... Uh, a good story. It's a, a good story. It's based on a story he wrote. But nothing in Creepshow is based on something he had previously written <laughs> or uh, had been previously published. The Lonesome Death of Jordy Verrill was based on a short story called Weeds that he had written okay. in 76. And Mac Googled this faster than I did because I when I typed in was Creepshow, for some reason Google auto-completed to was Clinton impeached. <laughs> okay. Okay. Was and he? Great work, Google. And the, <laughs> yeah. What did it say? The Crate was also a short story he published in uh, 79. 
Okay. The movie right. directed by Romero and written by Stephen King. Okay. All right. Fair enough. All right. Well, then it goes back to Max. IMDb is a den of lies. Yeah. Den of lies. So the fight is back. <laughs> Did it say based on or inspired by? I think it's a. It's inspired by EC comic stories. That's where I was. Okay, so inspired by, like yeah. he read it, but then if he they, these were stories he published before, that's still a fucking lie. Well, I mean, unless he was like, I read those comics and I was inspired by them. Stylistically, yeah. I could see that. But yeah, not, yeah. Not direct adaptations based. of it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. But then I could be based. like, I've been inspired by. Return of the Living Dead, and you'd read anything I wrote and be kind of disappointed if that's what you came here for. Uh-huh. Any rate, so we have we have Tom Atkins without a mustache, um, <laughs> with a T without a mustache, taking the comic book from young Joe Hill. Joe Hill. Joe, young Joe Hill. That's Joe Hill. Yeah. yeah. What? Aww. Yeah. Isn't he cute? He's so cute. I like Joe Hill. He looks exact like a little Stephen King. That, he does. That was pretty genius yeah. on there. I, I I like Joe Hill. I like his stories. I have to say, I think. The reason Atkins with a T is a D-bag in this is because he didn't have his mustache. Since he uh, his mustache occupies the top ten mustaches of all horror films. Did he have his mustache in Halloween 3? Yeah. Oh, yeah. absolutely. But he was a D-bag there. Yeah, but he was a good guy D-bag. Yeah. Hmm. He just had, he had questionable <laughs> he had questionable motives. On his... He was the protagonist. Yes. Um, Can we talk about that opening? Yeah. 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 That was kind of a... Like, I kind of like... Creep show. The opening trigger warning is really what they could call that. Yeah. It. Um. It was rough. It was. Yeah. It was kind of rough. Uh. When like the emotions in that scene were really high and really capricious. Um. Like that dad slaps the kid really fucking hard. If the makeup yeah. job is to give us any indication, he still got a bruise at the yeah. end of the movie. He still got a bruise at the end of the movie, and he immediately has a very clear you can see finger on yeah. his face. And then, and the mom is just like, "Oh, I think the windows are open. I better go." And she so desperately wants out of the room, and the dad's like, "No, I'll get them later." And I'm like. This is some next level, like, abuse yeah. that's happening here. Oh, yeah. He was a like, tyrant. Like, not only am I going to physically abuse our child here, but also, you're gonna fucking watch, bitch. Like, that Oof. was nuts. And then, like, all of a sudden, the kid goes from yelling at his father to, like, bam, quick switch into, oh, daddy, please? And I'm like, that kid is fucked. Yeah. Like, yeah. you have... Beyond the pale, traumatized that kid into some next level shit. Like, yep. I don't know, man. That opening, I was like, whew. I, I went and I got a drink after that opening, which does not often happen. <laughs> and this is not the kind of movie in which it should happen. No. Although everyone else in this movie does drink the entire time. It's true. <laughs> there, there's a lot well, of... I did have a moment And King go. was probably good and sauced. Was, yeah. Was, oh, yeah. This, this process. Was this what was it? Wasn't this the cocaine years? I think it was, or at least it was leading both. up to. It's yeah. leading up to the cocaine years because he's still. We're, we haven't got. We don't have Cujo yet. Yeah, yeah. Cujo was peak coke because he has no memory of it. Yeah. And Cujo was eighty one. This was eighty three. Okay, so, so we are in the cocaine yeah. years. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, Stephen King. I. I, I nothing nothing admits, but respect, man. He has. He has no problem admitting any of that. <laughs> He's very honest about it. You're so sad, Donna. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so yeah, so then he throws the comic book away, and then 
the crypt keeper come and visits the kid, and then we. That start. kid was like warm and fuzzy with that crypt keeper. Yeah. My my note is actually similar to, but legally distinct from the crypt keeper. Yeah. yeah. Well, what's funny <laughs> is called the crypt keeper, but looks different. Yeah. I don't think they call they called him the creep. Oh. Because oh. the crypt keeper was specifically for uh, Tales from the Crypt. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't he called the crypt keeper in the comics? He's called the crypt keeper somewhere. Not associated with Creepshow, I don't think. I think he might be the creep. I think you're right. I think he yeah. might be the creep. Because I know that's how he's dubbed in 2. When you see him in 2, is the creep. Hmm. Um, Ryan's he- consulting the comic yeah. book. Ryan, you consult. <laughs> no. The comic book doesn't have the frame, though, because it's the comic he threw away. Oh, okay. No, what I did find funny, though, was as we're watching this, and the skeleton shows up, and he, the creep shows up, and he's all warm and fuzzy. Billy leans over to me and goes, yep, you can definitely tell that Stephen King's son because he's happy to see the skeleton. And I was just like, brilliant, babe. That's brilliant. So the first the first episode, which is just, what, Father's Day? Yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing I love about this movie is every one of these stories, with the possible exception of The Crate, is a very simple story with, with a small cast, um... Limited sets. Yeah. 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 And uh, so, yeah, Father's Day is a really simple story about this woman who was abused by her father uh, until she killed him. And then seven years later, his corpse comes back and kills her and everyone else. Um, He just wanted his cake, Donna. He just wanted his cake. He got his cake. That's going to be me when I die. I'm going to come back as a zombie just looking for cake. Just (laughs) looking for cake. Um, The highlight of this for me was Ed Harris. Oh, absolutely. His dancing and the ground whiskey. When he picks up the ground whiskey and he looks at it and he looks away and he's like, oh, I'll just drink the ground whiskey. <laughs> my, my that, no- Go ahead. No, no, I was just going to comment on the dancing again. He does this like, like the dancing was really energetic for them just chilling out in the living room. Yeah. But then he does this like, like head chicken thing. Yeah. And I just love it. And the clapping. <laughs> yep. I, uh, my note on Ed Harris was, Ed Harris had hair, and was cool, <laughs> and smoked cool, also squished. <laughs> also, I feel like that... the cool is an incredibly generous he term. Is, he is meant to be cool. Is he? I He's think cool. they're, they're Is anybody in this cool. movie meant to be cool? I don't as know. Cool I as cool as Ed Harris yeah. comes the closest. Yeah. yeah <laughs> 80, 82, 83 cool. Yeah. Well, that was a bad time for cool. That was like when when Tom Atkins could have been a a, a sex idol of some kind. <laughs> he did wear the hell out of those eighties jeans. That's... I have a note about those eighties jeans, and this is my only Ed Harris note on this: is he is going to get a fucking yeast infection in those, and I thought <laughs> <laughs> he needs to be careful. <laughs> mine, mine was just moose knuckle. <laughs> had the same no just more to different this yeah. is the difference between us that i did not even notice <laughs> i was like dude get it out of my face like the whole time it was, okay, it was but, when he was walking away and i'm like oh ed oh oh buddy Oof. yeah see i i reacted differently as that i was like ed <laughs> i didn't know <laughs> feel like in this segment that are incredibly well shot like when they're telling the story and they have that match strike cut mm-hmm. like i was like that was good yeah. that was pretty and then when she's in the when the i guess matriarch is in the kitchen looking for the cook housekeeper yeah. lady 
and you see the housekeeper's lady, like the the body fall against that window door, mm. and the the late and and the matriarch doesn't see it yet. And I was just like, that's a good shot. Something I love about, and this is consistent through the entire movie, is it really does keep that comic book aesthetic. Like, there are so many shots like mm-hmm. that one where you could you can see it as a comic book panel. Oh, wait a second. Donna, did you like this movie? Oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah. love this movie. This is one of my favorites. Um, in fact, we're recording this right after we watched and recorded Hereditary. And my first thought was... Creepshow is going to get the taste of that out of my mouth. Because <laughs> yeah. Creepshow is delightful. <laughs> that's what she said. As we're walking out of the movie, she goes, man, I'm so glad we got Creepshow, because that's just a delight. <laughs> I'm so glad we have that. Ryan, did you like yeah, this movie? Yeah, I love this movie. You um, have the comic book. <laughs> one of my favorite directors. Stephen King's one of my favorite writers. This is good. Mac? Uh, I had never seen it before. What? Uh, yeah. yeah. That was our reaction last night. Uh... In 35mm with a packed house, I really liked it. I don't know if I would have liked it as much just seeing it on my own on DVD. Fair. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah that's the, the crowd at Circle Cinema was great. There was yeah. applauding. People were saying the lines along with the actors. There were a couple people to the left of uh, Kenzie <laughs> and I who had really dumb commentary. Where they did. On several pages I read, these idiots to the, my left, these idiots to my left, these idiots to <laughs> my left, these, these assholes to my left. Oh, you increasing anger. Yeah. <laughs> I like bits and pieces of it, but I, I mean, there was one I was like, wait, what? But they're like right next to me, because yeah. it's like Kenzie, me, and then the assholes. Um, from now on, when we watch movies with Mac, let's put him in the middle and protect right. him. <laughs> protect him from the, the surrounding crowd. During the lonesome death of Jordi Averill, one of them said like, oh, it's like ZZ Top mated with a plant. Oh, and they said it really out loud for everybody. I'm like... That wasn't. That you didn't need to say that. That was an inside thought. <laughs> Kinsey, did you like this? Movie? I fucking love this movie. I was so excited when we were going to do this, and then the fact getting to do the screening. I'm very much like Ryan, and I I love Romero. I love King, and it's like two great tastes that taste great together. That's how I look at it. Add in peanut butter jelly. That's right. Add in Savini doing the the Gonzo special effects. Fuck yes, please. Those were trademarks of any of Oh, Peanut yeah. butter jelly and really good bread. That's right. <laughs> Debbie, did you like this movie? I did. This the I watched it. This is my second watching. My first viewing was with Kenzie for Terror for Two Tuesday years ago. And I, I think it was fairly early on in our... Um, our, 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 our syllabus? Our syllabus. Um, <laughs> because it was it was very low-key and I was still afraid of horror at the time. And at the time we watched it, I remember not liking it. I remember thinking, this is super cheesy. It, everything looks so dated. That's where I think I would have landed it, it, yeah. in the wrong context. You yeah. had us watch Plan 9. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, one of my notes here says, how long is it going to be before Adrian... <laughs> And the timing is a 15 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Second viewing, I really liked it. I really enjoyed it. Um, I think it's because since since my first viewing, I've watched so many more horror movies that I can just appreciate a lot of the stories themselves, a lot of the you know effects and. And I can appreciate the cheesiness, yeah. even yeah. like well, in the over-the-top. They're know. aiming for it, obviously. Yeah, yeah. 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 There's not. A... And I think that's what I didn't understand yeah. the first time I watched mm. it was that they were aiming for cheesy, mm. and so I was expecting, yeah. you know, re- you know, I don't know. 
Because I know Stephen King is is horror writer, and so I was expecting it to be horror. And I mean, it was horror, but it was funny horror. You know, I don't know. There were funny parts. I anyway, all that to say, I really like it now. The end. <laughs> I historically do not like horror comedy. It's just it's not my thing. However, this movie remain like. Were I to watch this movie now as an adult, if I had never seen it before, I think I'd be like, oh, I'm so bored by this. But, like, it has so many memories for me. I've seen this movie so many times. And, in fact, one of my notes is that I have not watched this movie in about ten years. And yet, re-watching it, I was like, I know everything that's going to happen, and I'm so excited about it. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, this movie is just... I think this is, like, I have... I have a problem with anthology movies. I always want to like them, but this and Trick or Treat, I think, are the two that nail it. Whenever mm. these Creepshow and Trick or Treat are like this, the things that I compare all anthology movies to. Well, they're just... I still don't buy that Trick or Treat is a true anthology. There's there's interwoven stories, but they're not distinct stories. They're they're. I think they are distinct because you can have each of them. They could be their own movie. Yeah, yeah. they could each be their own movie. They don't. If you take one out, it doesn't affect the rest of it. Okay. Yeah. We will talk about creep show. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But uh, yeah. And there's... by the way, the lighting I love, and it happens in every episode mm-hmm. when a scare comes on. There's this funky red light on one side, blue light on the other, or red light from behind, yeah. and uh, it's just. I also it's appreciate. It's, I also appreciate that they use the red light so that they can just use water for the blood. Yes, because <laughs> mm. it was clearly water yeah. in several spots. Yeah, and it goes straight back to the comics where like the characters react and it would just be a color panel because the artist didn't want to draw a background. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> it's, and there's a lot of and especially to me in the Father's Day segment, there's a lot of just beautiful shots. Like some of those shots in the cemetery before they yeah. get to the house. They're fucking art. Like, yeah. it, is, it is absolutely it is, comic book art. It's the thing that the person was like, I'm going to draw this and it's going to be the best thing I've ever drawn in my goddamn life. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's just beautiful. Like, with the fog, and the, of course, the makeup is on point. Like, yeah. And Bedelia's little um, rant at her father's grave. I'm like, man, she is not over that. No, no, no. She is not over what happened. And, uh, yeah, go ahead. I'm touching your pins. It's all right. I I'm trust you. While you're touching hers. So I had a question about that. Is it the Jim Beam whiskey she spills that brings him back? She said he was a bootlegger, so I yeah. kind of think mm. you're led to believe that. That that oh, was... I didn't catch it at all. Because she spills the whiskey on the grave, and the father rises up. I don't know if there's a correlation. But it's, I mean, a causation. There might be. I mean, because she was like, you're, I, you're a bootlegger. You were a bootlegger. I hope there is. I, yeah. I choose to believe you, because otherwise, one of my questions was, why now? Mm. Why does this story happen also now? also a magical number. I, say, yeah. I don't know... Outside of that, the only possibility was this is seven, and seven is is a significant number a lot of times. Yeah, I get that, but I, as as a, as a sort of anti-religious person in my horror, I want if it, if seven is a significant number, I want it to be significant to them. Yeah. Okay. So that's uh, maybe that's why the booze makes more sense. Than... I'm going to headcanon that. Yeah. It's because she spilled Jim Beam yeah. on the bootlegger. And this movie's relationship with alcohol is just so... Oh, yeah. Oh, Everybody yes. drinks so much. I, I think they were already drinking in between. Why tape. were we not drunk when we watched this movie? Because you were in public? Because Circle doesn't have a liquor license. They do. Well, they sell beer. 
a liquor license. All right. <laughs> <laughs> for those of us who don't drink beer, yeah. Yeah. that need, you know, you or for those of us who don't know the weirdness of Oklahoma liquor laws. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. oh dear. For now. Um, for now. Where you can at? set your watch by her. I hope she's okay. Sometimes she loses track of time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. These were both things said by the same character about Bedelia. Yep. So, yeah, he gets his cake. He gets his cake. Yeah. That's yeah, that last shot's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then and then we move... Are we ready to move on? The Lonesome Death of Jordy Merrill. Lonesome Death. Stephen King... Stephen King has a cameo in almost every one of the films based on his stories. And he's not a good actor. He's a great writer. He's not a good actor. He was perfect. He rarely has them. Not that big of a part. He'll he'll do something like, like you'll see him like him in it or not it, not so much or, lately. Okay, in his early uh, movies. Okay, yes, I'll. I'll oh, not his. Okay. He wasn't in Pet Cemetery. Yeah, yes, he he's the priest. He's one of the preachers in Pet Cemetery. Oh fuck, you're right. <laughs> At any rate, early like, on. let's let's not yeah. let's I'll, not. I'll grant you early on. Go on. Good. good. Um, and he's not a great actor. Is no. he in The Shining? He's not in The Shining. No, he's not. No, the but that's. I think that's a whole other. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's that's. The but f- he was perfect Absolutely. for this. Yeah. He was he, so good in this. He was just fantastic as I mean, Jordy Farrell. Coked out of his mind, more than likely. But no doubt, yeah. swinging yeah. for the fences. But I think like, as a result, just perfectly cast too, because you don't need to be a good actor to play Jody Farrell. Well. No, you need to be a ham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the exaggerated facial expressions. The yeah, you're right. I just love just in his imagination. One, the Department of Meteors. That one. That's great. And then the doctor's. I pretty loud of that. And then the doctor's office, like just, and it's like if if you've ever had that irrational moment, you have imagined what he's like. Yeah, that's actually, that's what I think a doctor's office is right there. It's like I've been to one, but it's like no, that's that's it. <laughs> Every time I need to go to the dentist, I'm like, all right, Doctor Giggles, here we go. <laughs> And, like, I know that's not what it is, but I'm still, like, every, like, every time she pushes on my teeth and I'm like, this is where they break and I die. <laughs> and you die? Yep. <laughs> I have a lot of anxiety, Debbie. <laughs> the thing I loved with the fantasy was just how little money he was trying to get. <laughs> yeah, keep counting. It's like $5 bills to get to 200 <laughs> Every academic checks. department just has a money box <laughs> for, for aunties that come... That was funny. Oh, oh, um, I wanted to back up real quick to the Father's Day. Do they play the same song over and over? They're dancing to the song, and then later they're listening to, I think, the same fucking song. They're already in hell. Well, Which yeah. has one lyric. Don't, Don't let, let go. <laughs> Radio stations are on a three-hour loop of playing the same music. Last were I they, checked. Were they... Was it three hours? I know. Is that how we're supposed to tell time? Oh, same song is playing. It's well, been I three know, hours. Yeah, they, I mean, they showed at least a two-hour passage of time at one point. Maybe it's a terrible just, song. Maybe that's just her jam. Could be. Could you be. know, I mean, I'm not going to lie. If I'm at work and there's one song I like, I'm going to hit repeat mm-hmm. two or three times. Maybe four. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been known to listen to the same song several times in a row. So, maybe that's just, you know, maybe she likes it, don't like it. she go. practicing her dance moves? I won't like tell you how many times I've listened to Guns and Ships on repeat. <laughs> I was about I to think say, Guns if you're and learning Ships, a Hamilton song. <laughs> I think Guns and Ships is its own, like, little separate 
Thing? Nobody will Damn judge it, you for I that. I missed one. the line again. Yeah, <laughs> that's it's 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 it doesn't count. Around? Okay, no. Um, I thought the ghost in the mirror was a little bit weird since we'd had so many fantasies. Why are we showing a ghost in the mirror? That was I thought that was still a fantasy. Was it? Yeah. But it, it's just they, we we went to the like <laughs> headspace. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. And then we just had the ghost in the mirror, and I was like, well, that was. An interesting decision that they of made his, there. Of his dad? Is it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I still feel like that was a fantasy. I get what you're saying that it didn't it didn't introduce itself the way the previous fantasies mm. had, but uh, I still felt like it was a fantasy. Maybe that was when he knew that he was dead, like, or he was going to be dying. It's, it's the I, same actor who plays the doctor and the college professor too. Was it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So it might have been just part of his ongoing delusion that had nothing um, to do with the meteor. That particular, I think that was the point where he was making the decision. He wanted to get in the bathtub so bad, he knew getting in the bathtub was a was a bad choice, and he made it anyway because he just he, he needed he needed the relief. He was compelled. There was there was a, a a moment of scientific thought going on where I'm going. I bet the plants are making him thirsty. I bet the plants are yeah. are mm-hmm. making him want to yeah. get in that tub. But at any rate, so Donna's scientific corner validates that uh, it follows. Okay, it follows. <laughs> and that's a different movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bingo O'Malley is Jordy's father and the doctor. Okay. So. Um. Great name, Bingo O'Malley. That is a really good name. That's like Hercules Mulligan right there. Yeah. Yeah. And Dick another Warlock. Hand. <laughs> we talk about alcohol again quickly. I think this is. It may be a little bit better than the ground whiskey. Stephen King takes out that pitcher of orange juice, pours the entire vodka bottle into it, and then stirs his screwdriver with the vodka bottle. Yeah, that was pretty. That's that pretty, pretty like autobiographical. Yeah. That's too specific to not have actually had Somebody's like, done, done that. You've like, done that before, Steve. They start to give him direction, and Stephen's like, no, I got this, guys. <laughs> Somebody, if not him, has made a screwdriver that way. And just stirring it with the bottle is just so next level. Yeah. I, I feel like, 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 my vote here is either Stephen King or Tom Savini. Like, I feel like that came from <laughs> one of the two of them. And at that point in time, I'm going to put my money on King. <laughs> I, I concur. Uh, so, yeah, so then Jordy makes the uh, decision to um, jump in the tub. Well, I'm, actually, I was jumping to the, to oh, the okay. kill himself part. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But at that point, he's just like a, a walking rug. He's Swamp Thing. Yeah. He's, he's a Swamp Thing. I was going to go with Chewbacca. Green, green fuzzy Chewbacca. Mm-hmm. Or the mix of a plant and ZZ Top. Shut up! <laughs> I think I heard at one point that Stephen King was allergic to the makeup. <gasps> oh no! Oh. I might be remembering that wrong. Um, but I think I've heard that. Um, Poor Stephen King. This, yeah. that, th- that segment scared me the most when I was a kid. Because mm. I was just like, you can't touch anything. Like, I had nightmares about that segment. None of the other ones, but that one. I remember not... That segment didn't bother me. Father's Day, and then when we get to the crate, those always off... Just kind of made me a little bit off-kilter as a child. And then... and it's I the next segment, something to tide you over. That's uh, the one. That, oh, yeah. You know, I think, I think the thing that really got me when I was a kid about um, Jordy's story is that... Uh, he kills himself. And, like, as a child watching this movie, that was, like, like, that made me be, like, what would I 
how, like, what does he have to be experiencing to kill himself? He, and I don't, that fucked with, like, eight-year-old me. He killed himself and it didn't fix anything. Because the world no. was fucked yeah. at that point. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 I wonder if the, that has something to do with the cockroaches in that final bit. Um, it's the same world. Oh, oh, it yeah. is now. <laughs> Headcanon head accepted. All right, should we move on to something to tide you over? Yes. Another another actor with tons of hair. Two of them. <laughs> this yeah. one freaked me out because at this time, Leslie Nielsen was a comedy actor. Yeah. And seeing him in this, I was like, oh no. That's kind oh, of no. a return to form for him. For yeah. yeah. He yeah. always was a very serious actor. Yeah. He's, a, he's a great comic actor, but... It just wasn't what I... And see, that's what I love is when comedic actors do that. Mm -hmm. Is that when they do that shift, and Mm -hmm. I mean, and Nielsen did it beautifully, Mm -hmm. that, you know, ha-ha, I'm funny, blah, blah, and then that turn, like, you're like, oh, no. No. Oh, you're scary. Oh, you're scary, and no, this is is not good. No, 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 no. And Ted Danson also. Yeah. Yeah. But he, I don't think Shears had premiered at this point. I don't think it had either. So he was nobody. Because... (gasps) Oh, weird. Yeah. To think of a world where Ter- Ted Danson right. isn't like... <laughs> it, premiered, it premiered that fall, so he was in that movie during the summer. The movie was released in May, mm-hmm. and Cheers didn't premiere until that September. So oh, then, cool. yeah, so yeah, so he was yeah. nobody. I mean, and there's a lot of people that I do like about this film that it is like, oh yeah, I know you now. I know you know, like yeah. Ed, Ed Harris is a perfect example. Ted Danson is a great example. If they remade this segment, you could have Danson be the Leslie Nielsen role and not skip a beat. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 I was a little confused as as to how they, I guess, got Leslie Nielsen and Ted Danson and Ed Harris and all these. Well, I say Ted. You know, Ted yeah. Danson wasn't a thing yet. But again, because of the cheesiness of the movie, I was like, why is little? But well, then, I, then I just answered my own question yeah. again. Why is Leslie Nielsen in this? Leslie Nielsen, but he's not being cheesy. Yeah, he, I mean, Airplane. I think it really like Airplane was really the Naked Gun movies hadn't come out yet. No, uh-huh. so he wasn't hadn't really established himself as that comedy guy. But yeah, he, he I think had this been is an Airplane right about that time. He's it, it, yeah. It's, yeah. transitioning in mid-turn. Yeah. Right. yeah, I mean, but he was still you know like an established. I yeah. mean, seriously, oh, like yeah. I thought he was a big deal already. I mean, Forbidden Planet was fifty-seven or so. And, yeah, yeah. I think Stephen King and George A. Romero were pretty huge when this happened. And it yeah. did seem yeah. like, really? out of every horror movie I've seen, this seems like it would have been the funnest to be on set for. Okay. Like, this yeah. had the yeah. most fun filming yeah. this well, movie. And, like, Tom Savini wasn't a slouch. No. no. Like, yeah. they're, like, for, if you were going to do a horror movie at this time, I think this is a good bet. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. Where now, you. you know, a lot of people go to K&B. Yeah, K&B. Where that time, it was, you're going to Savini's shop. That's where you want mm-hmm. the, you want mm-hmm. the good good. And I'm not saying he's, Savini's a slouch. By any means today, but in that context, that's who you're going. It to. had the pedigree on paper. Oh yeah, yeah. Romero's directing it. Stephen King's writing it. Tom Savini's involved. Yeah, and at this yeah. point, Romero's done Night of the Living Dead Definitely. and Dawn of yeah. the Dead. At least a few of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know yeah. if he'd done Day, Day of the Dead yet. Day, Day is eighty five. Day is eighty five. But I'm pretty yeah. sure um, Dawn was Dawn was seventies. It had yeah. to have been. Yeah, you look at yeah. that mall and. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. This is a good. This is a a a, yeah. a strong cast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and crew, yeah. crew. That's what I meant. Thank you. Yeah. Well, and Ed Harris. Ed Harris. Uh, I think Ed Harris established is established at this point. I don't think he was. I think it was also the same thing with Ted Danson because yeah. I don't think the right stuff 
had come out yet. Or it might have been that same year. It, or that same year. So yeah. it's that 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 precipice just like right there. So gotcha. you you can get right stuff was eighty three. So okay, so next yeah, year, yeah. So I think that's where we get that. All right. So something to tide you over. This one takes longer. Like I feel like this one drags in a few places that Father's yeah. Day didn't. But I kind of liked that. But I the think it was on. Burn. I think yeah. it was on purpose. Yeah. 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 Well, you're because, kind of slowing down after those cause... deaths were slow. Yeah. 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 Exactly. And the payoff, but and the payoff is better, I think, because of the slowness. Like, and because those two, their performances are right on point the yeah. whole time. Yeah. 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 Well, and the payoff, you... I think, is a little bit better, too, because he deserves it. Yeah. yeah. Whereas, like, with Bedelia, I'm like, oh, no. He was just fighting back. Well, yeah. And you knew he was a creep. Like, I mean, yeah, like, the, the dialogue gave it away, and I mean, just that one line of is, I never, I always, I don't, I keep what's mine. Like, yeah. You, and then when he starts looking for other videotapes, then I'm starting to wonder, what are on those other videotapes, right? Leslie? Yeah. Like, what is, that's, that's a little sketch. This segment, I will always catch myself about halfway through, just, I am breathing so hard. <laughs> like You're just, doing what he says, like, oh, I'm breathing. <laughs> I don't know. Slow down, Donna, you'll be able to hold your breath better. <laughs> So it's uh, so this one this one sc- scares me uh, affects me in a way that I don't think any of the other segments really do. Well, because he's clear, like he is a terrifying abuse. Because this one isn't supernatural until it is. Yeah. Like the actual villain of this is a dude that exists right now. Yeah. 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 And I think that's as a child, I didn't. That's why I was always bored with this one. As an adult. I can appreciate what it's doing much yeah. more than I could when I saw this. Does anybody know what what the deal was with Leslie Nielsen's necklace? Because that was such a unique yeah. necklace. Oh, but yeah. on top of that, I saw the emblem of his yes. necklace on his polo or his jacket at one point. And so I was like, those are the same thing. So He's part of the Pyman cult. Yeah. yeah. So, maybe he owns that brand. Maybe that's just his symbol. Now, Mac and I noticed on this in this starting in this segment. I didn't see it in Jordy's. But in this segment, you see the ashtray that Bedelia used to kill her oh, father. In, on a sink, right? No, it's next to his bed. Or it's, cool. next, it's next to his bed. But I've in, never noticed that. Uh, That's cool. If they're creeping up on you, it's it's near the sink. Yeah, yeah I noticed yeah. it yeah. in all of them except for J- Jordy's. But I'm sure it's in there. His house was just a mess. Yeah. And I didn't look for it. Well, and I Because did we see it in the crate? I can't remember if we see it in the crate. But did you, you start... see it in the crate? Debbie? Uh... I can't remember. Off the I top think of my so. Head, I think it's in the study. Yeah, because yeah. I know. I know. Like I said, Bedelia, and this one, and then the final one that you see the ashtray. But that's I've seen this movie so many times. I've never noticed the ashtray. I was so excited and I, <laughs> that I saw it. I was like, "What is the ashtray doing here?" Well, now I have to go watch it again. Like, that is Leslie Nielsen had a fart machine in his pocket during shooting. <laughs> he was buried with his fart machine. What? <laughs> And, and on his gravestone, that's next level. There's a uh, the ep- the epitaph says "Let her rip." <laughs> that's that's how I want to yeah, go out. No, he he lived and died by that <laughs> fart machine. That's fantastic. <laughs> that's great. Oh, Leslie Nielsen. I also I kind of want his sweater. It was weird. It was avuncular, but weirdly threatening in the context. Yeah. yeah. But it just it just looks really comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Like that nice collar. It looked very cozy. Yes. Did she just yip? Yeah, it looks super cozy. Um, I will say that I need a, I did need 
Ted Danson to tone down the tentacle chest hair a little bit because that was a little bit scary. Okay, I guys, got, you got one big close up of that, and in thirty five millimeter, it was like, I mean, it my God, it that really, chest hair. There's it really so was much chest hair. It really was. <laughs> Here's what happened. Luke, Luke leaned over to me and said. Leslie's mom knitted that sweater that he was wearing, that blue thing, and I said, and Ted Danson's chest hair. <laughs> and, and, and so much of his chest hair was gray. Yeah, well, that so was my I'm next thinking thing. Ted Danson like, went gray a long time ago. Yeah. And just like, oh, I'm on Cheers now, so I'm going to die. My next thought was, next. Ted forgot to just ferment his chest hair. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I could answer two questions we had. Okay. One, in Father's Day... Aunt Bedelia's father came to life after she spilled whiskey on his grave. In Gaelic, the word for whiskey translates as water of life. Interesting. Okay. And is possibly a nod to James Joyce and his book Finnegan's Wake. In the book, a builder's laborer falls from a ladder and breaks his skull, but is revived when someone spills whiskey on his corpse at the wake. Cool. All right. Second, the marble ashtray is featured in all five of the film segments. Father's Day, duh. Uh, the Lonesome Death of Jody Verrill next to the cash box at the Department of Meteors. Uh-huh. Something to tide you over on the nightstand next to Richard's bed. Yep. The crate on the writing desk when Harry writes the letter to Wilma. Yeah. Okay. They're okay. creeping up on you. The soap dish when Upson Pratt is washing his hands. Yep. Okay. And in the hanging device on Billy's desk when he first starts stabbing the voodoo doll. Okay. Okay. All right. Yay, ashtray. Okay, cool, cool, cool. No, my Ted, my other Ted Danson thought was, uh, is this his real hair, or has he already transitioned to his toupee? I think he transitioned to a toupee very, he has a toupee. very early on. Well, for part of it. Like, yeah. his, his hair's thinning on the back, and for all of, like, the Cheers era, he had this wonderful, massive bouffant sort of thing going. I had no idea. And people always thought he was just completely bald and had a, a rug. It became kind of a joke. And then, like, in the last season... Um, they made a plot line out of it. He's like, somebody's upset. He's like, okay, I'm going to try to calm you down. I'm going to reveal something about myself to you that I've never told anyone. And they're like, what? And he just takes the, the rug off the back half of his hair. And they're like, <gasps> that's real! So, like, now he has kind of close-cropped, very gray hair. Yeah. But it's I think it's all his hair because there's just not much in the back paint. I didn't know that. I'm so, like, out of it on... I will also be starting a Cheers podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so one of my my favorite bits in Something to Tide You Over is when the fish hide. Oh, yeah! (laughs) The, the, um... As the, the, the sodden zombies come in, the fish are all like, fuck this! (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Even, Even the lionfish is all... Nope, I'm not fighting this. And then um, the one, the one thought, I, one of the thoughts I had is, uh, you see the the shots of the the security cameras moving and following things, mm-hmm. and I had thought like, who's controlling these cameras? And that's when I relented to the will of this movie and said, these are not the kind of questions I should be asking. <laughs> <laughs> no, Mac, did just, you not did just you... let the water, the tide come <laughs> over me? The tide will get, yeah. will bring you in. Yeah. When Leslie Nielsen brought out his. Uh, Pistol. I was like, "Is this, is this how Naked Gun started?" (laughs) (laughs) And that's a dude that went gray and then didn't age for the rest of his life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he looks a lot younger in Forbidden Planet because he's a young man and he has dark black hair there. But 
after uh-huh. Two Wing Gray. Yeah, no, he and because yeah. you can look at Airplane, this, and Naked and then, Gun, and it's like, yeah. And that's... like even the last couple movies he made before he passed away, like ten years ago, he looked exactly the same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. I think my favorite part of this segment was the the line that was uh, condensed to be. That may work on TV, Mister. But I can bench press three hundred pounds, <laughs> and then they, they use that so well later when they bury him because it's like he can bench press three hundred pounds. He should get out of here. Nope, no leverage. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, it was a smart callback. That it, that that just that will forever be the scariest segment in this for me. Drowning is a horrible thing. Yeah, I think buried alive scares me more. Just I'm being buried in the sand, like thinking, because it makes me imagine, like, could I escape that? No, I, I can't bench press 300 pounds. I'm about to say how much I can bench press on the air. <laughs> Not very much. I've I have a, I made a gif of Jay bench pressing my daughter, mm. the oh, little cool. one, not Toby. <laughs> um. Oh, that's all I have on this one. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's move on to the crate. Oh, the crates. Fucking Billy. Oh, my God. I have a question. And this is, I have this so much, though. <laughs> I have I mean, this question every time I watch this film. How did those two get together? She was I think young, she decided. And, 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 yeah, and, she and took him. There was a little ego in there where, oh, I've got a young wife. And before he knew it, there he was. Mm. So this is my thought here. This is my headcanon. Okay. I, I agree with the, yeah. she's a young wife and, and, you know, she was attractive. I think that's the first person he had sex with, and that. Uh... Oh dang! See, I don't. I think. I think like Dexter, his wife died, and then he ended up. I, I guess to me, I always thought that maybe she was his student. I can see that. I can yeah. See that. yeah, yeah, and, uh, oh, and shit, she blackmailed him. I was gonna oh! say. <laughs> oh! She was a student, and then oh, okay, sorry. Go on. So yeah, that that's just that's always been my image of it. Um, Dexter? Dexter was the friend. Oh, okay. You're uh, right. They called him Dex. But you said yeah. Dexter, and I just went to a Michael Different, C. Hall place. Yeah. <laughs> a Michael C. Hall place. I was it's a there, good place. I was there for a second. Well, I it's a good place for four seasons, maybe. <laughs> I agree. A Michael C. Hall place is a good place. <laughs> Dexter the place. The all of Dexter yeah, is yes. not a continually good place. Because I'm a lumberjack and Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, um, except the parts where it's not. Right. I had another thought. I had I, I, my undergraduate was in zoology, um, and there's a bit where um, Dexter is trying to get Charlie to not go check out the thing, and my thought was, there's no way a zoology student is not gonna go in there. I mean, that was exactly dead on accurate. I want to measure the bite marks. That was. That <laughs> You have got the Zoe student nailed. That verisimilitude that we were so desperately wanting in Creepshow. <laughs> Just but saying. Is it that, was wait, accurate. Wait, is that two for two on Donna's Science Corner? In this movie. In I, this? Did not, I did not think Science Corner was going to be kind to this movie. <laughs> I, just, I, I want to make sure that we got our, our, our count right. Are we two for two now? <laughs> yes. Yes, we are. I have two, I have a question about the creature in the crate. Um, did it look like emeralds? 
Is no. this creature something <laughs> that can, like, make people see what they want to see oh. or mm. shapeshift in some way? Because the dude's mm. like, I see something in there. It's shiny. I think it's emeralds. And I'm like, that's weirdly specific for a dark crate. I think well, what it is. The eyes. Eyes. She gets the yeah. light reflecting in her But the eyes, eyes were yellow. Yeah. The eyes were yellow. Yeah. And also... This feels what, like the kind of questions we shouldn't be asking. What right. kind of person do you have to be to see something glowing in a crate and be like, oh, that's emeralds, I'm going to grab it? <laughs> yeah, I would not have reached a 1982 into that crate. janitor. I would not have reached into that crate because I'd be like, best case scenario, there is something fucking dead in here. Which I think is the reason you would grab in there. Well, no. Oh, okay. Because they've got oh, one nail left. You specifically. Oh, me? Well, no, I don't okay. touch dead Okay, things. there you go. <laughs> I'll look at them. I'm I'll be not like, sure where the border is. <laughs> I, I will look at. I will take pictures of. I have so many pictures gotcha. of dead birds. You don't even know. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. But you didn't cut their heads off. I didn't cut their heads okay. off. I found them like that. <laughs> on a side note, I watched a pickup truck hit a bird on the way here. Me oh, too. Yeah. Me too. And it like, were you? You were not this driving at the same time as me. Taking a turn. Like, you were here. You. I was late. <laughs> Yeah, I was here a little early, I think. Yeah, I saw it, like, it hit it, and then the bird actually went, and, like, landed, like, bounced off the hood of my car. I was in the left lane. I meant to tell that story when we were talking about hereditary. it just kind of, like, I didn't see if it hit the bird, but I saw the bird roll out from underneath it, bouncing on the road. Yeah. It seemed pretty dead. (laughs) I hit a vulture with my car once. Oh, my God. Yeah, the, the vulture was a little slow to take off, and it bounced off my windshield with a big thunk. I've had a cow hit my windshield before. Uh, that is cow? a true story. Like, actually, right now when you say you've had a cow hit your windshield, I'm picturing a cow just standing up and being like, <laughs> Like, like it punching not, it. Yeah, it's not like that. <laughs> <laughs> You're so sincere. It's not like that. <laughs> the cow was like kung powing it, you know, into the fist or whatever. Right. Where it's... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, this has been the dead animals portion of yes. the show. So the Which is weirdly I, inappropriate for our itinerary today. <laughs> <laughs> say, my cow lived. Good. Yeah. Oh, okay. To the best of my knowledge, the vulture lived. It was still flying <laughs> when I drove out of sight. Do vultures eat vultures? If only it had hit a veterinarian of some time. Stop and get out of your car. And, like, well, if it hit, if it had hit the ground, I absolutely oh, okay. would have. But it didn't. It flew away. Oh, and I'm like, gosh. boy, I hope that leg's not broken. I will say, as this movie was going on, I was really confused with how it got an R rating. Like the first, you know, first three blood. One, I well, the water, Mac. It's water. <laughs> the implication then, of yeah, but even yeah. then, it's still pretty tame. And then we get to this segment. And then between that shot of him shooting Billy right between the eyes, and then just just fuck, 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 fuck. I'm like, oh, there's our already. Right. Okay, cool. Also, Billy's big, long, strange rant after her husband has physically assaulted her, where she's just like, allow me to insult your sexual prowess. Yeah. And I'm like, is this the time, Billy? <laughs> oh, but let me tell you, though, how Holbrook, one, was just like, you talk about just seeing every emotion hit his face yeah during that like i mean that's master class acting right there i'm like I you actually are a fucking yeah. treasure hal holbrook i found myself really drawn to his character yeah. like i yeah. was like i just like him yeah like i want him to succeed in his attempt to kill his wife i do want to mention an additional star to this segment it's not credited and that's hal holbrook's chest hair 
<laughs> it's a primo chest hair movie. It was, yeah, it was there's really, a lot of was, chest hair. This if chest hair is your thing, it yeah. wasn't scary. Like it was like well played, Hal. Yeah, I'm just that shirt. Yeah. I mean, the casual wear, not bad, not yeah, bad. Yeah, so um, there, I was, I was noticing the chest hair at inappropriate moments, going, oh, it's still there. That's, okay, yeah. <laughs> um, it was '82, though. Let's just. Was I, there ever a sequel follow up to the crate? Because it's alive at the end. Yeah, it's yeah. alive and it escapes. Was it not in Creepshow 2? And it's it? pissed. I haven't seen Creepshow 2. It's not in Creepshow 2. It's not in Creepshow 2. Is it in Creepshow 3? I haven't seen Creepshow 3. There Creep is Show 3. Nobody's seen Creepshow 3. <laughs> People made Creepshow 3 didn't see Creepshow 3. I feel like I knew that, but it felt like new news when you said it again. <laughs> I knew it and I chose to forget it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no. I do have, I do have a question. I mean, and I know the answer, let's be honest, but... Why didn't he just divorce her? Because he's an abused husband. Because that would involve a conversation husband. with her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 yeah, I mean, he was verbally abused. I, I think that's a... Yeah. I think that's a valid reason why not. I mean, you can kind of break it down to, you know... I mean, she's kind of trashed his self-confidence. Yeah. 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 Like, like, she is gaslighting the shit out of him, and every time she's like, what would you do without me? Like, she is... That is... that is She is a master class in how to emotionally abuse your that's spouse. That's true. That's true. I, I withdraw the question. Is Tabby played by Tabitha King or just named after her? Because the professor is introduced in that scene for the, I think she's in the math department, was named Tabby. Hmm. I'm I up. don't know. I didn't see her name in the credits when we were there, but that's not... Mm. I feel not... like that's a piece of trivia I would know. Yeah, I feel like, yeah. Like I knew it was this kid in the opening. But well, I just found Christine out... Christine Forrest as Tabitha Raymond. Okay. 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 Yeah, but... But I was just here recently, though, that I knew that that was Joe at the opening. Like, I wasn't something that I knew... Well, it was relatively recently that Joe became a thing independent of... Yeah, but yeah. with... But I'm, I'm kind of with Donna's point, with it being Stephen King-related, I think it would it would have been something like, oh, yeah, by the way, that's my kid. Not, that's Joe Hill. It would have been like, that's my kid. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, yeah. I, I, like, even if he wasn't... Uh had some notoriety on his own, I would be like, that kid looks like a little Stephen King. Yeah, yeah. he does. He looks so much like yeah. Stephen like, He looks like him as an adult. Yeah. You know? yeah. It's just like... As an adult, like, you could put them next to you. Like, like I'm like, that. oh, that, like, is this a younger picture of Stephen King or is this Joe Hill? Yeah. Who knows? Owen King looks like his father as well. They have, like, yeah. a very yeah. distinct look to that family. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, I think it's the jaw. They've got kind of a big... Jaw. I don't know about Owen, but man, when Joe has the full beard going on, I'm like, yeah. I know who your dad is, even if I don't know. <laughs> if I didn't know you. I interviewed uh, Owen once. He looks just like his dad, and they talk alike a little okay. bit, too. I'm so mm. jealous. Cool. I like I like Ryan's response. Yeah, be jealous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Donna's face was great, because it was just like hurt, but also like happy for you, but also hurt again. <laughs> Like, she wants to be supportive of you, Ryan, but at the same time, she's a little wounded. Um, I really <laughs> love when when he is feeding Billy to oh, it. Oh, gosh. And he says, just tell it to call you Billy. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. No, that's all right. Um, yeah, so that's just... I, I, do, I do admit to being a little troubled when he's banging her into the yeah. crate. I'm yeah. just like... Okay. Okay. You 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 you've pushed you've pushed the line. I I I'm having less sympathy for yeah. you now. Yep. For, but yeah. for a second, I thought it was going to end up being that he he killed her. 
I always think that would have been a more interesting yeah. turn to take, that but maybe been. not this movie. Th- yeah. th- that's not this movie. No. <laughs> this think... movie is about if you're a bad person, you get your just desserts. That's oh, I... what that's what this movie is. I have a rule for that. I know you do. <laughs> but but I would argue that Bedelia is not a bad person. Well, yeah, no, that'll give you. But I mean, neither is the the janitor or the the grad student. They're just kind of the janitor of was was them. showing his greed. He had a, like he was he, his avarice was showing when he's like, are those emeralds? <gasps> but I do okay, think but, that, but like, unless you're into the whole Catholic list of, of sins, I don't think yeah. he deserves to die for it. I think especially because he's, he's like one of the only working class characters in the movie, and he just dies because he wants more money, like the rest of the characters in the movie. <laughs> well, I, I think he truly was poor because like he went after that quarter, like he was oh, very yeah. concerned yeah. about it. Yeah. And then, mind you, where did he then put that quarter? His back pocket. Was that where it went? Because yeah. I was like, did he just put that in his crack? <laughs> <laughs> Carry your change in your backpack? <laughs> is this weird? Mac is dissociating right now. <laughs> Mac is, he has left the building. He is just like, I don't know. It just seemed like I was a reading farther things on the internet than, about than abuse for of just people. the black. <laughs> okay. Yep. There were no pictures of us. Where, where there weren't, no. Okay, good. Other right. podcasters. Nothing. Okay. Yeah. As long as there are no pictures of us, then we're fine. Yep. Um, so, so, are we done with the crate? Uh, uh, my only thing is though, when he is shaking Billy on the crate, he's not shaking. He is well when he's thrusting her against that crate. When he is banging her against the crate, not that kind of banging. <laughs> um, that would be banging on. Yeah, and not that kind of gangbang. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> when, not that kind of gangbang. <laughs> when that is going on, to me, Billy did not look surprised. Like she had expected, like. He's gonna try to to ball up on me here. It is that it's gonna happen, and she knew what to say. Like I don't know. I, I don't think she she. I think she expected. Do you think this has happened before? Not that it's happened before, but I think she knew she had it coming. She, no, <laughs> she had it coming. She wasn't afraid of him. Yeah, and I think yeah. that maybe that's what it is. She wasn't afraid of him. I am not advocating spousal abuse. <laughs> no, she wasn't afraid of him, but she also wasn't that surprised. Like she's like, yeah, this is. You know, probably... I'm surprised I made it this long. Yeah, kind of... I don't know. Like, I never... I, I mean, it's Billy, so I never felt sorry for her, you know? And the movie's not wanting you to. No, no, yeah. no. No, side note, I love Adrienne Barbeau. I think she's fantastic, and she played this part great. But Our screening had a special greeting by Adrienne Barbeau at the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Where she pronounced her name, Adrienne. Oh, yeah, she did. Yeah, so I, I know... I think she's the one that's been saying it wrong. <laughs> Get right, Adrian. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, anything else with the crate before we? At this point, I started noticing that I think the stories are getting progressively longer as it goes on. I think so. I th- yeah. Well, and I think with the crate specifically, I think you need it longer. Like you, I'm not. It's no, not no, about no, that. No, no, it was no. just an interesting thing. Yeah. Well, the crate's got a larger cast, and I think a lot more moving parts in its plot yes. than any yeah. of the others, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was it was definitely the most complex. Well, I don't know, I think we're about to get to the, the thing with the most literally moving parts. <laughs> yeah. Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not plot-wise. <laughs> yeah. I thought that this section, the creeping up on you, should have been shorter. Like, Oh, we're not there yet. Yeah. We're, al- <laughs> we're almost there. We're almost there. We're transitioning. We're, we're about to be there. Oh, okay. Sorry. Oh, that's okay. 
So yeah. Anything else on the crate? No. Okay. Now we're there. Debbie. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Pretend I said what I just said just now. Okay. <laughs> no, I think I think it, they're creeping up on you. I think it is the perfect length that it's just enough to establish you want the most horrible thing to happen to this asshole, and it does. And it does. I had one thing that kind of knocked me out of it fairly early on, which was. And again, this is this was 1982. It's been a while, but he is furiously exclaiming that his apartment costs him $3,200 a month. Yeah. And just a couple years ago, I visited New York City. I visited a friend in a fourth floor walk up who was paying $3,200 a, mo- $3, like, a month. Whoa, $3,200 yeah. a, <laughs> $3, a month. And that apartment was approximately 700 square feet. And, uh, the, the room that I slept in was very clearly, at one point, a closet. When I lived in New York, we had a studio apartment where in the kitchen, I, not a tall person, could touch the walls, both walls at the same time. And I don't mean the cabinets. I mean the walls behind the counter. I could touch both of mm-hmm. them. We had a problem if you opened up the refrigerator and also wanted to use the kitchen. Um, our, you know, the main room was smaller than this mm-hmm. room that we're recording in. It was tiny and we paid, it was a fourth floor walk up, um, when we paid over a thousand dollars a month for it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this was, I guess it's just an example of inflation and time passing that he mm-hmm. had this super nice apartment, uh, for Not $3, just a super nice apartment, but a very specific apartment. Yeah, yeah. yeah he designed that like it, it was, was a, a yeah. It was a germ-free apartment. He said it <laughs> multiple times. Multiple well, times. It was nearly seven par- parts per million. Yeah, yeah. It, Not germ-free. It, just... it it yeah. It was a yeah. very sanitary, very clean, and he goes into the bedroom and like. Pushes an airlock button? Yeah. Or something like, like, this is a weird fucking germaphobe, like, next level apartment. Mm -hmm. So how about that uh, assistant super? Anyone have any thoughts on... People of color and service jobs? People of color and service jobs? Also, the picture in this comic book of him is sort of next level racist. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah. That nose is... Oh my the gosh. And the and the now, smile. Okay, yeah. now to be fair, they oh, are showing lines. this through that weird ass people. Yeah. And oh yeah, they are. Okay. Yeah. Peoples are fish eyes. But however yeah. 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 yeah, it's not good. I, I thumbed through this comic book and I'm like, oh that's it. I was like, oh that that is a that is a clear decision that was made. Yep. Yeah. Um yeah. also in the style of those comics in in of that movie. era, yeah, yeah, it's a it's it's a rough thing because yeah. like I'm like, it's it, you're not wrong, but that doesn't mean that you're right, nope. and the thing you did is an okay thing to have done. Right, kind of bouncing off of that in the movie, um, part, my I think maybe my favorite part was when they were talking through the peephole and they'd be eyeballing through yeah. there, and then all of a sudden you'd see their mouth float across, <laughs> and I was like, what are they doing? Yes. They're both doing you mean you don't talk to people like this yeah. through peoples? I don't know. It was just cracking me. It up. was. It was. It was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, overall, boy, if you have a bug phobia, 
That is not. The, this is not the segment for you. I want to. I want to tell you a real quick story. Um, <laughs> years ago, when my family and I were 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 very poor, I was preparing a a dinner, and this dinner involved a hamburger gravy. And I mean, I was done with the gravy. I was done with it. It was boiling when I saw a roach float through the gravy and, and I took it out. And I mean, we were poor. We, we, we were not, there, there was, there was no backup plan to this dinner. And, uh, I was sitting there going, okay, listen, this thing's been boiling. It's been boiling. Any germs that were in there are gone. And I'm like, okay, we're just, we're just going to eat this. And I was like, okay, clearly I'm not going to eat it. I can't, I just can't. Uh, but I will, I will serve it to my husband and son. <laughs> and then by the end, I couldn't. I just threw it out. I don't, I don't know what we did for dinner that night, but I was like, I cannot, I cannot serve this to people. Thank God, because if you were in this movie and did that, you would have oh, died. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I would, I would have had roaches come out of me. But so I actually felt a great deal of sympathy for him when he found roaches in his food. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> that was probably the only sympathy. I think pig that... is part fart machine. Yeah. <laughs> He's very unsympathetic he... until the cockroaches come. And then, like, I grew up in New England where it freezes in the winter, and it, that kills most bugs. And I moved to Oklahoma, and every <laughs> night I walk my dog at, like, I, I've moved it earlier now, but I used to walk her at, like, 11 to midnight, and there were just, like, cockroaches living on the sidewalk. And it was their territory, and I was invading, and they didn't move for us unless she tried to eat them. And they'd been coming into my house, and they scared the shit out of me. Did they like shoulder yeah, bump you on the like, sidewalk? <laughs> we like, what do you got there, Ryan? Our neighborhood is like particularly moist. Like it's in a yeah. flood. It, like back before they did all the drainage and stuff that they did to Tulsa, it was like a flood zone. Like when it rained too hard, my my mom and and uncle have stories about like canoeing down the fucking street. Mm-hmm. But so we have a lot of those like cockroaches yeah. that live outside and like they'll get in and I'm like I know we don't have cockroaches because I've never seen a baby like I've never <laughs> seen anything small they just come in and then my cats are like free food and I'm like just t- deal with it <laughs> fucking deal yeah. with it you remember a couple summers ago where it was just like a complete almost plague of yes. cockroaches yeah. like you go downtown and they were just massive piles of them akin to this Yes. Particular yeah. movie, yeah. The moral of the story is really fuck Oklahoma. Yeah. <laughs> In particular. In particular, yes. Um but yeah, like they they go to great lengths to make him completely unsympathetic. And um but as soon as I see that cockroach, I start sympathizing. <laughs> you know this is these cockroaches too. Yeah, I, I I don't think I really sympathized with him, but this definitely Fucked with me. I have a yeah. I have a bug problem. We were also very poor, and it led to many issues with bugs for me. Mm-hmm. And and so like, I don't know, man. When those particularly when the bugs started coming out of him, I was like, nope, 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 nope. Yep. Fuck, fuck, fuck this, fuck this. I'm out. I'm out. That, that effect was pretty good. It was. That was such a classic Savini. That was like mm-hmm. that. That and the crate were both like that. That is Savini right there. That's that's some Savini gags, and I just loved it. I've, I Savini ne- is responsible for most of the nightmares I had as a child. <laughs> I think he would be okay with that, uh, yeah. Adrian. I, I think, I think he, that would make him proud. I think so too. Um, no, with I actually liked when the cockroaches showed up, and I was happy every single thing they did to him because I'm like, you're an asshole. We don't need you in this world. Fuck you. 
Have a go at it, cockroaches. I think it was the line when he said, uh, people, of co- like, like, I don't remember exactly the line, but people of color in service jobs. And I was just like, oh, and I, you're fucking garbage human. I don't care about you anymore. Yep. <laughs> My question by the end of it was, was he actually in a psych ward? Oh. Oh. Hmm. Interesting. An interesting question. It's a little head cannony. But it's not a... It's not not a huge leap like you have to do with other movies that we talked about today. I had questions about whether the cockroaches were real or in his head. Mm -hmm. Similarly. I would have... I wondered that too. But then you have the the final shot where he's dead. Like, he's he's dead and it's just a goddamn three foot deep pile (laughs) of cockroaches. At one point they cut away after like the real plague starts and there's nothing in there. Do they? Yeah. 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 He's rubbing in the apartment. It's right before they zoom in on him and the Right. Bedroom. They're all gone. Yeah. yeah. Now that could mean they're like they could hyper all be inside him. They, Yeah. Oh, I mean yeah. There, there's a lot of possible They could have been in his head. But okay, it so, lends credence to the thought that it, they're all in his mind. Okay, so well, maybe maybe what we see at the end is is not actually him being dead. Maybe it's his weird delusional yeah. What My, he's afraid of, yeah. maybe, or what? May, what also made or his me final question, synapses, yeah, firing, yeah, yeah. Oh, could be. My deal was just like you know, again, everything is white, and I think of you know, typical movie psych ward, everything's like scrub clean, white, pet, you know, pet walls or pet walls here, but also that would explain the weird fucking airlock. Yeah. <laughs> also, when he spoke to uh, the service guy. Uh, I don't know. Did they ever name him? I don't. White, Mr. White. Okay. Yeah. Like when when Mr. White spoke to him through the peephole, it was very like okay, you know, like he's like, "There's yeah. bugs in here, blah blah blah." And he, you know, he was very much he like, "I've have heard a, this before." He sure. did have a weird tone, didn't he? Okay, yeah. right in to fix that. Mm-hmm. You know, just kind of. Like so horribly like, placating re- somebody. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. an interesting headcanon. I don't know that I 100% accept it, but I like it. But we'll visit it. Uh, we'll yeah. go there for a visit, you know. Yeah, I I just took it as that this was a every other day call about something's wrong with the apartment, something you know. Tonight it's bugs. Maybe it's something else that's. If he were a woman, he'd have the "let me speak to your manager" haircut. Oh, totally, <laughs> totally. So yeah, that's how I've always read that scene. But I am intrigued now by yours. I mean, I'm not... Uh... I mean, they also don't really give us much background info on him. Like, no. We don't know who he is or what he does. Um, you know, stock market-y thing. Yeah. yeah. And then he might, have grown, he might have grown up poor as well, because he talks yeah. about growing up in Hell's Kitchen. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, oh, somebody mentioned earlier about the plants, and this is... Yeah. It ties. I don't know if you wanted to revisit that, or... I mean, the lights go off, there's bugs everywhere. I don't know if bugs... And... I think plants do spawn more bugs. Um, I mean, okay, so this stuff like... Well, the bugs may have fled the plants. Yeah. The bugs may have fled the plants, but also the plants like water, and my experience of cockroaches is that they also like to be near water. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You leave a wet towel on the floor, and that's... They're going to hang out by that. (laughs) Under that, so that when you pick it up, it's terrifying. Sorry, Ryan. (laughs) 
Ryan's thinking, did I leave a wet towel? On the that didn't really happen. No. She she made that up. It's okay. It's a lie. You're fine. I kept trying to tell myself in that segment, it's a it's a movie, and I was like, wait, there's cockroaches at home. <laughs> like, what am I saying? This is like, a ridiculous story. There's no such thing as cockroaches. <laughs> I had a friend get a cockroach in his ear. Oh! Oh, oh my god. fucking god, Donna! <laughs> Why would you tell us this, no. Donna? Oh, man. She, she looked so pleased with herself when she said it. Like, I've been waiting an hour to say this. No, so she's been waiting several months when, she said when we said we were going to do creep did. show. That, that's that is true. a slow burn scare bill right there. Oh. God damn oh. it, Donna. I don't even know if it's true you're so pleased with yourself. <laughs> oh, man. True. We need to hurry up because I have to go home. I don't want to go home knowing that. Have you seen Raising Hope where she sleeps with the pantyhose on her head because she's afraid of spiders getting in her ears? Well, that seems oh, fucking reasonable now, doesn't it? Yes, I'm yeah. <laughs> that was fun. I'm going to find okay. my earmuffs. Um... Damn it, Donna. Also, what kind of oh, like, do we now have a damn it Donna? We have a damn it Donna. <laughs> a damn it Donna rating level. I just feel level. itchy inside my skin now. I don't. I don't know. I don't know where it rates, but it's just it's a damn it Donna. Um, what kind of world is it exactly that this man lives in for the germ-free apartments? Because I don't feel like this is a 1982 world. I think it's he has. Well, the Apple II, the Apple II definitely makes it 1982. Well, well okay, I yeah. think I think this is a kind of Howard Hughes level of mm, yeah. Of, yeah. of wealth that he can basically say, "I want to live in this penthouse. Mm-hmm. This is specifically what I want. You better fucking do it." Because uh, I pay thirty two hundred dollars a month for this place. And we do get his net worth printed out at one point. So yeah, that's. It, it follows okay. and has those so resources. It's, yeah, it's a it's it's a next level Howard Hughes, I would say. Okay. All right, we are moving fast into wrapping up territory. Uh, yeah, I think we are we are there wrapping up territory. So, at the end, when we're back in the frame in the narrative framing device, um, the garbage men pick up <laughs> trash that has fallen out of the bag. Yeah. Dude, if there's anything outside of my garbage can, my trash men are like, eh, sucks to be you, fuck it. They well, take what's in the trash can, and anything that escaped, that's on you, man. You know what? It's a nice neighborhood. It's 82. And it looks like a fairly new comic. And it looks like a fairly new comic. And Thompson But didn't it rain? Uh, it, no. was it was thundering. It definitely rained. It definitely rained. I meant to mention, there was one point when they had kind of gone back to the comic... About midway through, you can see that that coupon's gone. Okay, that's they, cool. They flip through, yeah. and there's a there's a shot of the the voodoo, and as the of the voodoo doll, and as the page turns, you can see that it's gone. Oh, yeah. Okay, so, I like that. you know what? What I uh, the other thing I find interesting about that scene is that these garbage men stop and are very seriously looking through this comic, being mm-hmm. like. What can we order out of this? Oh, the voodoo doll's gone. Damn it. it. Isn't one of them? Tom Savini. Yeah, yeah. The, the mustachioed one. Yes. Mustachioed. The one that looks like Tom Savini. And I love that they acknowledge so that the x-ray glasses are a prank, but think everything else will work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because he's like, no, no, no. That's the, 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 that's a, don't do that one. The rest but, are good. But this but one, this is stuff. the good good. <laughs> no, don't be fooled by the x-ray glasses. But no, I would then, like to point out that the voodoo doll... <gasps> did work. It did yes. work. I was just going to say with the garbage Mandel that also Tom Savini's just a good human being so he's not going to let garbage. 
Still. Does seem like a like I want to hug him honestly. Yeah. He gives great hugs. He he's, he's Tom Savini. He does. I want to hug. He is uh, he is one of the nicest people I have met. You know I find that a lot of horror people. are. I love meeting horror people like because they're I, also they're all like welcome to our 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 community of weird people. Me, <laughs> you are welcome and we love you. I want to tell you my Savini story here because I love it and plus it's I love Frightmare so. Uh, we're I think the, we, we hear this story every time we talk oh, about it. Oh, probably you guys do. I don't care. I don't care. It's, I haven't heard it. Okay, thank you, Ryan. So, first year went to Frightmare. Husband and I are in line to meet Bill Mosley. Uh, also, lovely human being. And Savini comes up. Ryan's we're, you know, paying for our autograph our, and all this, that stuff. And they're talking about making where they're going to go eat after the show. And I was like, hey, big fan of yours, Tommy. Mind jumping in, taking a picture with us? He's like, not at all. And he jumps in and... Very nice hugs. Hmm. Good hugs from Bill Mosley, too. It's good. Okay. I'm, I'm a big fan. I know one of our Patreon options should be buy the Poltergeist a hug from Tom Savini. Coffee, whiskey, hugs from Tom Savini. I don't Those think that would be... I think he would just be like, no, I got. I, I have I have the hugs. Uh, so that kid is fucking creepy, dude. Yeah, he is. That kid is... I would buy... You know what? I want to see that kid in a possession movie. Because I believe <laughs> that that child is possessed. That would be the possession movie Adrian would like. And what... You know, Let's okay. get on it. Uh, the possession movie I would like is uh, Head Full of Ghosts by Paul Trim- Trimbley. Trimbley. Oh my gosh, yeah. yes. That is book. a good goddamn book. And mm-hmm. this... And one of the things I like about it is it actually addresses the fact that... No nah, man, there's probably some mental illness happening here, and we are victimizing this girl. Mm. Yeah. Like it is, it is a good story, and I was terrified throughout. Adrian's the reason I read that book, and I'm so thankful that she told me about it because that's uh, that's what I read on our anniversary last year when we were in Eureka Springs, and it was fantastic. You should next read Disappearance of Devil's Rock by him. That's actually on my Amazon wish list. It it's, is. It took me a long time to get to it. Yeah. Sorry. That's okay. About this movie. Yes, about this movie. Okay, let's start with our rules and quote. I've got a long, I've got seven rules. Okay. For the prologue, all the stories, and the epilogue. Mac has seven rules, and I have one. Okay. <laughs> Number one, for the prologue, be nice to your kids. Number two, for Father's Day, forget your kids, get that cake. Uh, number three, uh, I don't know, the title's longer, so I can never remember it. The Lonesome Death of Jordy Verrill. Uh, just because it's in your front yard doesn't mean it's worth anything. Or that you should touch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, for something to tide you over, uh, don't kill your spouse. And for the crate, kill your spouse as quickly as possible. <laughs> um, and for number six, some variation of cleanliness is next to godliness or be as clean as possible. Followed by the epilogue, which is just pick up trash off the street. <laughs> <laughs> My rule for this one is uh, don't be an abusive douchebag. Uh, because we see that in every single segment of this. Mm-hmm. Except for Jordy. Jordy's father was clearly abusive. It's, it's clearly? His, it's his memory of his father, yeah. but his father was not good to him. In his father memory. was not good to him. And the way that Jordy talks to Himself. To himself. Yeah. George is, heard Lunkhead quite a few times, probably from Dad. Yeah. That, I mean, well, Lunkhead's not well, the worst thing to be called, but... the Department of Meteors, we don't know. <laughs> um, the way that Jordy talks to himself, I feel, is indicative of a, a, a of an abused 
I would agree with that. I don't know if it's as clear as in the others. It's not as clear yeah. as yeah. in the others, but That's you've awesome. got you've got the 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 terrifying father. Yes. In the narrative device, you've got uh, the father in Father's Day. You've got the father in Jordy. That long the long time death of Jordy Verrill. Yes, um, and then you've got husbands mainly husband. in the other section. And uh, you've got Billy in the crate. And uh, Leslie Nielsen and something to tide you over, and then the only character in there creeping up on you is abusive to literally every single person he encounters. Yep. So just don't be that. Yep. What we got for quotes? Uh, quotes, quotes, quotes. Uh, we did for oh, who has a better reading of our prologue quote? I can I do it. Okay. <laughs> Where is it? That's why God made fathers, babe. <laughs> Tom Atkins with a T. Uh, for Father's Day, where's my cake, Bedelia? I think we all need to do the Lonesome Death of Jordy, Jordy Varel at once, because it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? Meteor shit! Did you get in on that? <laughs> you no, because I couldn't remember what it was. <laughs> Alright, who has our quote for the crate? Uh, well, two human beings in Wilma. Yes. There we go. <laughs> and then... <laughs> and then our quote for their uh, creeping up on you. Mac, you had that one. Uh, go out and fuck somebody, but wear a rubber. Everybody's got herpes these days. Everybody's got the herpes these days. The herpes. The herpes. To tide you over. Did we skip. We yeah. did, yeah. Oh, to, I'm to, sorry. To tide you over. Uh, two quotes. I think you and I had one, but I have one for our particular experience yeah. watching it. But you uh, go ahead. On the something to tide you over. I just had the, I can hold my breath for a long time. Was he? It might have been me. Yeah. Uh, Come on, Harry. The maiden fair yeah. waits for her knight in shining corduroy. Right. <laughs> and I had a look at the quality of that picture, Harry, because we watched it in 35mm. Films need to be in more actual film because it's like actually seeing art on a canvas and not seeing like a digital photo of a painting. I watched mine on YouTube last night huh. and I am just ridiculously jealous of you guys. It's pretty good. <laughs> pretty good that's okay because as i was watching yes it looked i liked seeing it that way but as parts of it as i'm watching it i'm like oh screen factory can we get let, let, let's make this let's let's make this pretty this time no. i want to see it no. i want to see it i want to see it pretty i want to see no. it no. it's a dirty movie and it needs to be as dirty the, on because screen. you're gonna end up the with george joy. lucas making the original series pretty. yes the and joy i felt when i realized there were scratches on that film it just, it just made my heart happy. I, I, I like a little risk that the film's gonna break in the middle of it. Okay, like, all right. A little danger in the experience. Or burn through. Burn through. Oh, that'd have been uh, great. Yeah, especially for this movie. I feel. Yeah, and then everybody would have been like, "Oh, what the fuck!" It would have been a shared traumatic experience for us all. And, and then right. you guys could have gone home and watched it on YouTube. <laughs> I paid for it, by the way. I didn't like pirate it. Okay. I feel really sad. I used to be a projectionist at a movie theater, and I feel really sad that people don't, do na- don't have to, like, splice film together and run it through the projector and get it, like, do this big and procedure to make the thing happen for the people in the, you know. And, you know, I feel like it's actually, like, like, like aside from the war, like, like I feel like we're, I'm such a fucking hipster. I feel like I'm having the vinyl versus CD <laughs> right now. It's- 
It's um, true. But so it is keep true. Going. Like, like, um, I feel like people don't pay enough attention to the quality of movies now because they don't have to do that. So you'll have people who like leave the fucking three D lens on. So when you go to watch a movie, you're like, "This is so dark. Or, what am I looking at?" Or there's a whitewashing to the 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 prettying of of movies that yeah. were not built to be that pretty. Yeah, yeah and I yeah. just I don't know. Like I feel like I feel like I might be a little ASMR. Where I like the pops and cracks. Oh, yeah. And when I see that on a movie, I'm just like, that looks... N-. Like, this feels like something that somebody worked for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And, and, and like I said, I'm, I'm a fucking hipster. So, like, I like old things. I like books with creases that, like, have been through stuff. I like... I just... I, I like it when a metal cup hasn't been polished. Yeah. Like, I just like old shit. The good news is, I think Circle Cinema has now bought or has regular access to that 35mm projector. So yeah. they'll be doing a lot more. Excellent. You know what else the good news could shows. be, Mac? If you just had your okay, own theater. <laughs> Eat it. <laughs> if you had your you own theater. You want to buy me a 35mm projector, yes. then we're on. I will. I will eat your concession. Should we start yes. a Kickstarter fund for this? Oh, good lord. That's I think of Patreon. Yeah. Yeah. Savini buying I, Mac a 35mm projector. I finally saw, like, my. I saw my parents for the first time in a while, and I, I told them about this, and my father gave me this look like, you're not buying a movie theater. I'm like, you're the first one to do that. <laughs> Everyone I've talked to before is like, do it. Like, I don't have any skin in this game. You ruined your life with this idiot plan. <laughs> I'll, come, I'll come be your projectionist. How about there that? There you go. That's that's a step in the right direction. I it's told you I would come help you. I know. I know. But I will do anything you need me to do. Leia I is very... encourage you to buy it because I'm the bus driver to the dark side of the force. Yes. Leia is very good at painting walls. We'll, we'll, we'll take that in. If it's still for sale, because if, if they price reduce it, it's for sale, that theater. Wait a year and it's still for sale and they're a little more motivated. Maybe we can figure something out. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, you heard it here, Dan. I, I, that was a big maybe. I made that maybe last for... <laughs> hey, I'm just saying we have... Look, yeah, we're yeah. looking at opening up a cat cafe. you got to get your theater. <laughs> Siri, set an alarm for one year. <laughs> <laughs> this so, is assuming I don't fake my own death in six what months. Is, uh, <laughs> what's our poll question? I, uh, I, it is... Uh, rank them. Rank them. How would you, how would you uh, rank them? The crate is first. I, I would say not. I would say the crate's actually near the bottom for me, and I don't. Same. Yeah. I, I think it's based mainly on position in the movie because sitting in the theater for that long, I was kind of checking out, and we were at like near midnight at that point. I think for me, it's the crate, something to tide you over. Father's Day, they're creeping up on you, and the lonely death. Now, don't get me wrong, I enjoy the lonely death of yeah. Jordy Verrill, but there's not a line of demarcation to where you don't like them. It's just right. a preference. I, I think that the crate is lower on mine because it feels more complicated than the others. I like the simplicity Agreed. of the others. Again, this is not a I don't like any of them. It's just yeah. my favorite to my not so much favorites. Right. Uh, but I think it probably goes the lonesome death, um, something to tide you over, Father's Day, the crate, they're creeping up on you. I think if you ditched any one of these out of this movie, I would ditch they're creeping up on you. Yeah. Yeah. I would, but only based on position, I think. Because it's the last one, and I'm thinking, it's running maybe a little bit long for me yeah, at that point. When that yeah. started, I was like, ah. Oh. There's one more? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, what's the last one? And it doesn't, like, the cleanliness of his apartment doesn't feel like it goes with the rest of the movie. Yeah. 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 It feels like it should be so, a movie so. shot today, digitally. Yes. Where, yeah. They dropped the alcohol, too. 
It's the only segment where no one takes a drink. Oh, oh you're right. right. It doesn't really fit tonally. Yeah. 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 For me, like, it's almost the same list as yours, except I prefer tied, something to tide you over, The Lonesome Death, um, The Cray, Father's Day, and then Creeping Up on You. Interesting tidbit. They were not sure they were going to be able to film their Creeping Up on You. Because, Did you have your list on that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, because... Um, the cockroaches were 50 cents a piece <laughs> and they had like a fucking oh, yeah. lot of cockroaches. Yeah. And so they had decided if that, if, if that one was proving too difficult to film, they were going to do Stephen King's The Hitcher. Uh, okay. And I kind of sort of find myself yeah. wishing they had. Yeah. yeah. See, for me, uh, Father's Day in the Crate, I flip them. Like sometimes when I watch this, Father's Day's number one, then the crate, it just, it really depends on my mood because those two are my favorite. They're the most iconic that stick in my brain yeah. the most. And they're also the ones that when I was younger, I was slightly scared of. And I didn't really like think about it until like a couple of years ago when I was re-watching them by myself. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of creepy. Okay. Um, it's fun, but those two are flip-flop on my one and two. Then something to tide you over. Then the lonesome death. And then the last one is they're creeping up on you. I think I was going to put their creeping up on you higher on the list than I probably would have if it had I gone earlier, but I think you guys are talking me out of it. Um, <laughs> I would say something to tide you over, because I think the performances in that are pretty great. They're really good. Yeah, yeah. The Lonesome Death of Jordy Verrill, because the performance is great, but very specifically great for that moment. Uh, probably Father's Day, then The Crate. Oh, maybe... maybe me put their creeping up on you above the crate. Yeah. I Because I feel like the crate is just a little bit more complicated. Yeah. I think my list might be the exact same as Adrian's, but uh, <laughs> some Death of Jody Verrill, um, Something to Tide You Over, Father's Day, the crate, and then they're creeping up on you. Yep. <laughs> okay. I like Ryan. <laughs> Alright, well, that uh, wraps up us talking about Creep Show. Thank you guys so much for listening. You guys are going to hear this in a few months. Come October. You're going to love it. Uh, thank you guys for Fingers your love. Yeah. <laughs> thank you guys for your love and support. Always, and we do love the social media interaction. We're on Twitter at Beyond Cabin, Instagram Beyond the Cabin in the Woods, Facebook Beyond the Cabin in the Woods. Our webpage is Beyond the Cabin in the Woods. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I know, I know, it's a lot. I haven't figured out how to word this better. Uh, Patreon, if you want to help us and support us, it's Beyond the Cabin. We do have a couple of sister podcasts and a brother podcast, Collective Snark. Uh, Once More Worth Feeling, the 20th Anniversary Buffy Fancast, The Family Business, which is a Supernatural rewatch. We also are, are part of the Gumby Cat Network, so definitely go and show them some love. Thanks, guys. And don't read the Latin. Or be a D-bag. Meteor shit. Stab, 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 stab. You know what horror is. Gumby Cat Productions. Podcasts for podcast people. Meow. Meow.